Hi and welcome to Social Work Sorted, the podcast. I'm Vicky and I host this podcast as well as running Social Work Sorted, an online platform for newly qualified social workers providing training and consultancy. In this four-part series, I am guiding you through your first four weeks in your new social worker role. So if you haven't listened to the first two episodes, then do go back and listen to those. But we're looking at week three in this episode. And in week three of your role, week three of you being a newly qualified social worker, I want to think about induction and think about shadowing. So week three is going to look different for different people depending on where you were based or what organisation you are with. Some of you might already have cases or you might be joint working. Some of you might be having a bit of a slower induction in. Again, it's going to be different depending on where you are. But I wanted to focus on induction here because it is essential that you understand what your induction period is going to look like. And I know for some people that can be two weeks, some people that's four weeks. So you might be coming up to the end of your induction period as you're listening to this. I actually have a blog post which is about five questions you should ask in a social work job interview, which I'll link in the show notes. But one of those questions is about induction. So I recommend that in your interview, you ask whoever is interviewing you, what is my induction going to look like if I'm successful in this job? So it's almost working backwards. We're starting from the process of the interview, but hopefully you've asked that question in your interview. So you have had a bit of an idea of what your induction period is going to look like. There needs to be an agreed period of induction. You need to have some kind of timetable. You need to have moments in there to review where you're up to and reflect on how things are going. And that induction period should always include shadowing other colleagues. It should also include more of the specific support you need. Make sure that before you start your job, you're really clear on what that induction period is going to look like. It's okay for you to ask questions about that. It's okay for you to be confident in asking questions about that because this is your job. This is your journey and you won't get to start it again. You won't get to have this induction period again. So take some responsibility, although it sometimes feels overwhelming, in asking the questions and making sure that you are getting what you need. Shadowing is a really important part of any induction period. So when I talk about shadowing, I mean going out with other colleagues, either social work colleagues or other professionals, and watching what they do and how they do it. Just because you have done your placement doesn't mean you don't need to shadow. Even if you've done a placement in the same organisation or in the same type of team, you still need to shadow people because you need to see this job as something different from your placement. You need to get into the headspace of being a social worker and not being a student because they are two very different things. And it's helpful to let the people around you understand that as well. You can be really clear in saying, I want to come at this with fresh eyes, not thinking like a student, but thinking like a social worker, because there is a different level of responsibility and accountability that you now have. Now you are registered. So it's important that we take that seriously. It's really important to shadow social workers who are on your team because they are doing the job that you are going to be doing but also take the time to go and shadow other professionals, whether you book in a half day or a full day, whether you arrange to just organise a meeting. There might be health visitors, police officers, family support workers, school nurses, 
local nurseries, other social workers who work maybe in adults or in mental health teams, addiction services, youth services. There are so many different professionals that we work with and that you will have access to contacting as part of your induction period. Take the opportunity to do that. Not only do you get to shadow and see what the services look like, you also start to build relationships with people. And these are people within your organisation or wider organisation that you are going to be coming into contact with. I find that shadowing professionals that aren't just social workers means that you have more understanding of their perspective. So maybe in a couple of months down the line, when there's some conflict between you and another service, you can bring yourself back to the time that you shadowed them and you've got a real insight into what their job looks like. Because it's important that we understand other professionals don't fully understand what we do. Maybe we don't fully understand what they do and where they're coming from. When you are shadowing other professionals, just soak in all that information that you're getting. Experience what that feels like observing. Really reflect in the moment. You should have the time to be reflective as a new social worker, as part of your induction programme or as part of your ASYE year. But if you don't have the same amount of time that you had when you were a student, it doesn't mean you can't trigger your brain to get into that reflective mode. When you're driving home from work, when you're on your way home from work, just reflect and think, what did I learn today? What did I see that person do that I might do or take into my practice? What did I learn about this service that is going to be really helpful for me in my job role? It can be really easy once the work starts coming in, once tasks start falling to you as a new social worker to say, oh, I'll do it next week. I'll do it next week when it comes to shadowing other professionals. Do it now because you will never have enough time. There will probably never be an ideal time. But if there was going to be an ideal time, it would be at the very start of your journey. Because even if you do have work coming in, that shouldn't be at a significant level when we're at week three into your new role. And if it is, and it's preventing you from having that really important induction period, then you need to raise it. You need to talk to somebody about it and book out that shadowing time with the same priority as anything else because that is time for learning and it's going to be really valuable for you. Now when you are shadowing and this might be a little bit more relevant when we're talking about shadowing your colleagues make sure you know what is happening whether it's a visit or whether it's a meeting and when I say that I mean be really clear about whether you are shadowing somebody because there's a difference between shadowing a worker and doing a joint visit there's a difference between doing a joint visit and actually you taking the lead on that visit and that other person being a support. So make sure you know what is happening. Make sure if you are shadowing somebody and you're not fully confident in taking the lead or doing an individual piece of direct work with someone during that home visit, make sure that other person knows. Make sure they're very clear on the fact that what you would like to do is shadow them, observe how they are with the family, but if you don't feel confident doing something yet, then do speak up because that's important for the family or the people that you are going to visit as well. If you are doing a joint visit or if maybe you've agreed to shadow but you do feel confident and want to try and practice some skills, then decide what that's going to look like. So 
decide who is going to speak to parents maybe and who is going to go and do a piece of direct work with the children decide that before you go into the visit so then you can say to the family this is what we were thinking about doing would that be okay if you are doing a joint visit but you are taking the lead as the new social worker but maybe you have somebody there as support be really clear about what that looks like maybe you agree a word or a phrase that you're going to say which would signal to them that you need a little bit of help or be comfortable in saying to them, I'm actually okay, I don't need you to interrupt. And if I need you during the visit, I will ask you directly. All these things are really helpful conversations to have before the event, before whatever is happening that you are shadowing, because it's going to make you feel a lot calmer and a lot more comfortable. If you are solely shadowing, so you are watching and observing what somebody is doing, Try not to be passive about it. It's very easy to sit in on a meeting and mentally zone out or go to a home visit and not quite pay attention to what's happening or you might be distracted with other things. Be as active as you possibly can. Think about what you would be doing if this was your visit, if it was just you by yourself and no one was there to support after the visit or after the meeting, whatever the event is, reflect on what you would have said or what you would have done differently or what you would have kept the same. As I said before, it just keeps your brain working in that reflective way. When you are shadowing colleagues, social work colleagues, it can be really easy to fall into a habit of just going out with one person, whether that might be somebody that you get on with really well, whether that might be somebody who is assigned to support you as a new social worker. And it is good to establish those relationships and consistency as well. But while you're at this stage in your career, when you've just started, shadow as many people as possible because by doing that you will see the most examples of practice you will see different ways of practicing you will see what works well you will see what doesn't work as well and you will only get that range and depth of experience by shadowing different people so even if it doesn't feel comfortable or even if you are in a routine of always going out with one person try and disrupt that if you can because it's going to be much more beneficial for you to witness and observe different practices and different skills when it comes to shadowing don't just let this be something you do in your first few weeks. And I think a lot of social workers, myself included, are very guilty of this. We often work alone. We hold our own caseloads. We might do joint visits sometimes. There might be safety aspects that make us do joint visits, but it's not always a regular thing. And it certainly wasn't a regular thing through COVID. So make sure for you as a new social worker, you book in a joint visit or book in a time to shadow maybe every six weeks, every eight weeks if you need to, because it's such a good refresher for your learning. You could do a joint visit with another newly qualified social worker. You could use it as a reflective exercise. They could give you some feedback because it's always good to get feedback from our colleagues as well about how we're doing. So make it a habit to shadow and to joint work and maybe bring that to your team if that's something that you think would be useful. So for week three, as a new social worker, make sure you are really clear on your induction schedule, when it starts, when it ends, what does it entail? Make sure that you have an agreed time to do some reflection and some reviewing before you are going out by yourself to visits or chairing meetings by yourself just so you don't feel bombarded with too many things at once. And that's why the induction schedule is helpful because you should have time in there to review how things are going and where you're up to. 
And when you're shadowing, make sure you know what that shadowing is, whether you're shadowing, whether it's a joint visit or whether you are being supported. Make sure you know what your role is. Stay reflective as much as possible and make shadowing and joint working a habit throughout your first year as a social worker and beyond that because it's always going to be helpful for you. So in the final episode of this mini series on starting your role as a new social worker, we're going to be looking at your first assessment because for some of you, those tasks, those assessments are going to start coming in. You're going to start to be allocated pieces of work to do and that can feel very overwhelming even though you've done a placement even though you know all the theory from university it's a very different thing when you are the registered social worker with responsibility for that so I'm going to be talking about that for the next episode so make sure you are subscribed so you don't miss when that is released I'm also really happy to be able to share that my master classes are back so I had a bit of a summer break but the 21st of September which is a Wednesday my masterclass is going to be a focus on your assessment toolkit. It is a one hour live Zoom with me and I'm going to be teaching you how to use genograms to gather information, how to formulate questions so you get much more detailed answers back, looking specifically at resources for any assessments that you might be undertaking and how you can prepare for that write-up so it doesn't feel like an overwhelming or daunting task. All the details for how you can join that masterclass are in the show notes and as ever if you have any questions then do get in touch with me but I'm really looking forward to being able to share that with you making you feel more confident when you're going into your assessments. For now just before I say goodbye I would invite you to slow down wherever you are or whatever you're doing unless you're in a car maybe but take a minute or even just a moment to stop and pause, take a deep breath and make sure you remember how nice it feels, how calm it feels to just have a moment for you. Thank you so much for listening and take care.